Welcome, welcome, welcome. Super excited to have you here today for another adventure deep into the world of crypto. Today, huge topics to be discussing with you. A major Bitcoin buying signal has flashed some other interesting Bitcoin charts to look at. Some of the big things that are going to be moving the news in the coming weeks for crypto from the Fed interest rate hike or no hike this week to Bitcoin ETF news, the SEC's uh, appeal of the XRP case, and much, much more. Also, I want to dive into Elon Musk's rebrand of Twitter from Twitter to X and what that could mean for a coming crypto payments app launched by Elon Musk. This could be interesting. And also, I want to dive into the topic of how to make it next time, how to go from broke to millions, because we're at a very interesting opportunity time market-wise, and I hope that a lot of people are going to capitalize on it and change their financial destinies. I want to get into that with you today as well. Also, a quick note, these live streams, we are broadcasting these now on YouTube. We broadcast them on Twitter. And of course, you can hear the replay of this on our podcast on Apple and on Spotify. And I also cut these live streams up into smaller segments. So for those of you who don't want to, uh, can't tune in live or don't want to rewatch an entire hour stream, you'll find smaller segments of this put up on YouTube as well as you can listen into the most important parts of the news that you're interested in in a 10, 15, 20 minute segment instead of listening to the whole hour stream. So I hope that you're finding that useful content over there on YouTube. And of course, if you're listening to on the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. So let's get into today's big topics. A major Bitcoin buying signal has just flashed, one that historically has given us some pretty interesting Interesting price realities. So this is called the hash ribbon indicator. Now this basically is connected to Bitcoin miners and their profitability. Long story short, it's flashing the capitulation signal for miners, which historically has been an interesting time for, well, you, me, and everybody else to buy some Bitcoins. You can see here is the capitulation signal that has been happening over the last few days as Bitcoin seems almost stuck, right? I mean, seriously, we have been ranging sideways for Bitcoin since June 21st. June 21st, of course, we had the big breakout on the BlackRock ETF news and the application, and all that stuff. And ever since then, we've just been ranging sideways, man. It's been pretty crazy. But that has given us a capitulation signal for the hash ribbons for the Bitcoin miners. Now, when was the last time we had capitulation signals like this? Well, we had one back in early January, after which we saw the price go from $16,000 up to $30,000 in the course of a couple of months. Previous to that, when did we have a capitulation signal? Now, this came in in mid-2022. That lasted until August 2022. Now, that didn't actually mark the bottom. The bottom, of course, came at the FTX collapse in November. But buying during that capitulation area, currently, if you had bought then, if you'd been averaging in then, then you'd be up 50% right now on those purchases, assuming, of course, you didn't capitulate uh, when the going got rough. Go back a little bit further in time, we can see that we had another big capitulation event back in mid-2021 for miners. And of course, that'll eventually give a buy signal here as well, which you can buy at any point during the capitulation period on the hash ribbons and generally come out okay later on. So had you bought at any time on that capitulation event 
here in mid-2021. You could have, of course, sold it for 100% profits later on that year. Now, it's not always perfect. For example, we saw in May 21, we had a capitulation signal actually come in here, and we did have a little rally that kicked off after that, but then, of course, the bigger bearish impulse came after that. So there you go. There you go. That's a very interesting indicator. So we'll see how it plays out this time. Will it give us a nice rally? Is it signaling to us that, hey, is Bitcoin sitting here at $30,000 attempting to do something? It's actually a great time to be purchasing before Bitcoin ETFs get approved and we see the price go crazy. Maybe, maybe. I like this chart shared by Bitcoin Archive. So last time the NASDAQ 100 led Bitcoin higher by this much, Bitcoin ripped into a parabolic run. Interesting. Interesting. Now, largely, we see Bitcoin following pretty closely with the equity markets historically, or at least over the past four or five years. That being said, we have been rather decorrelated at the moment as this chart actually shows where we have this big gap between the current price of Bitcoin and, of course, the performance of the NASDAQ 100. The NASDAQ 100, of course, very relevant for us because it's a very tech-heavy index. So it's very interesting to see this disconnect between the two. And could that be a good sign for Bitcoin moving forward? Have we simply been held down while stocks are rallying like crazy? The S&P 500 and the NASDAQ 100, they're nearing new all-time highs, right? Or at least vicious double tops, but we'll think about that later. Bitcoin has lagged behind. The entire crypto market has lagged behind. And sure, there's been uh, aberrations within the market this year in crypto, where we've had some coins that have gone to do crazy, crazy gains. Pepe, for example, made millionaires overnight. But we haven't established a strong market trend yet. Bitcoin continues to lag behind. So we shall see if we catch up or not in the near future. I liked this chart here from Bitcoin News. Study out found that 23% of American digital asset investors think that Bitcoin will come back to its all-time high price of 70K within the next year. Now, it's a minority view. 23% think that we could get back to a new high within the next year. Now, it depends on when this question was asked. And of course, will we rally to a new high just after the Bitcoin having? So if we go for a year ahead, we're, we would be two or three months after the Bitcoin halving. So a new high, then not a new all-time high, just a new high price, right? So we get to $70,000 over the previous $69,000 high. Sure, that sounds realistic. Although the 47% who think within the next five years, I wonder if they had this, this question properly explained to them. Because I feel when I read this, is when are we going to see a new high price? Not necessarily when are we going to see the new all-time high price put in for Bitcoin? Because if you ask me that question, my guess would be the new all-time high price for Bitcoin is going to be sometime very late 2024, like December 2024, or more likely, again, my opinion, sometime into early 2025. So Q1 or maybe even as late as Q2 2025, we'll see that new top price formed at 150k maybe 180k something like this depending on what kind of bullishness comes in between now and then 
All-time high supply by Bitcoin holders has reached a new all-time high. This is great. I love this. I love to see the utter conviction of your average Bitcoin holder. It's crazy. It's crazy. What other assets do this? I don't even know, but it's nuts to see the kind of just hardcore hodling mentality from the average Bitcoin holder, which of course gets back to the first rule of Bitcoin. You never sell your Bitcoin. You never sell your Bitcoin. You hodl it to the grave and you take your private keys with you because when you take your private keys with you, it increases the scarcity for everybody else. <laughs> uh, back in reality land. Look, I get never selling your Bitcoin. There's a certain amount of my Bitcoin. I have a very long time frame on. I look at it as the escape of fiat. However, however, swing trading your Bitcoin across cycles has made a lot of people a lot of money. And everybody's in different financial situations. So you have to keep in mind, there are people out there who are going to tell you, hey, Never, ever, ever sell your Bitcoin. You need to make your own decisions. This is what it comes down to. If I have Bitcoin that I don't plan on selling and holding for a very, very long time, I'm not you. I'm not you. You're not me. Maybe you've been diligent, you've been buying Bitcoin, and you've got an average entry price of like $25,000, and you see the price go up to $150,000 or $180,000 per Bitcoin, and you're looking at money that could be life-changing money for you. Maybe you take that money, and there's nothing wrong with that. And people will shame you for it. There's a definitely a lot of shaming. There's sell-shaming is what it's called. How dare you sell because your selling means something bad for my bags. Don't let that mentality get to your head. If you want to sell, you can sell. And look, if Bitcoin is up, up to 150, 180K, whatever it might be, you can sell, you can take profits, you can rebuy your position in the next bear market when the price goes down 75%, because it will, probably, <laughs> probably will. Uh, of course, we all have to make our own decisions, and we all have our own different ideas for this asset and how we play it. Now, before we get into the big news affecting the market this week, if you are a trader, you need to get yourself an account over on Bybit is the best place to be trading a wide variety of different crypto coins. So if you want to get it checked out, they got great futures markets, great spot markets, very popular copy trading, and of course, if you use the link down below, you'll get exclusive fee discounts as well as up to $30,000 in trading and deposit bonuses. So if you are a trader, check it out. Now let's talk about the Bitcoin ETFs, man. The SEC has accepted six spot Bitcoin ETF proposals for review. That's just for review. So it's BlackRock, Bitwise, Vanek, WisdomTree, Fidelity, and Invesco. Just some of the world's biggest asset managers, of course. Together, those companies have like $20 trillion in assets amongst them. A fraction of which would buy all the Bitcoins. All the Bitcoins. We only need about $60 billion to basically buy up all of the Bitcoin off of exchanges at current prices. Of course, attempting to buy all the Bitcoin off of exchanges would send the price sky high, but you get the point. Now, this is not to say that the SEC is, well, we've accepted their proposals for review, so they're all definitely going to get passed. No. It'd be nice if that was the case, but that's not the case. This is just a step in the process. This is the SEC acknowledging, yeah, we received your letter in the mail, thanks. 
Now we need to see them actually take some action on this. Now, the first deadline is in about three weeks time, actually. And that is for, I believe, the uh, ARC um, one, which they're filing in conjunction with, I think, Bitwise, uh, one of these guys. So that's the first one that comes up in about three weeks time. Approve or deny, we shall see. Probably delay. The key timeline here that I think we all need to be keeping an eye on is about March of next year, which is just like crazy if it ends up being March next year. Because March next year is basically the SEC's final deadline past all possible extensions where they have to give a final definitive answer. Can they or can they not approve Bitcoin ETFs? Will they or will they not? Can they? Of course they can. Will they is a different question. So that could be the key date for investors to be watching, which of course lines up with the Bitcoin having and the entire cycle. It's just, it's so crazy how it works out sometimes, but they might surprise us if they bring out a Bitcoin ETF in the next few weeks or next few months, we could see the cycle breaking its pattern. I would not be surprised to see a mega rally for Bitcoin come in if we get Bitcoin ETFs from the world's biggest asset managers all approved within a very short amount of time. Wouldn't blow my mind. I've seen crazier in crypto. Now let's talk about the Federal Reserve meeting coming up. That's scheduled for the 25th and 26th of this week. Of course, all eyes on the Fed. What they are going to do. Are they going to raise interest rates again? They've said they will. They've said to expect two more 25 basis point or 0.25% interest rate hikes. Can the market take it? Jerome Powell sitting there looking at the markets in complete frustration as he realizes that he has not murdered the jobs market. He has not destroyed the stock markets. He really wanted you to lose your home and to lose your job and to lose all of your investments and for everything to go to zero. But he's not succeeded yet. He will keep trying. He's broken the banks. He's broken the dollar. But he has not yet broken the average American retail investor who's FOMOing in and YOLOing their money into the stock market, into NVIDIA, into Apple stocks. Unfortunately, not big time into crypto yet. Most of the money is chasing the equity markets right now. But we should expect another rate hike this week. The Fed may surprise us and say, hey, look, we've done enough on inflation. Remember, inflation went down real hard, real fast this month. We dropped from uh, 4 down to 3%. It's getting pretty damn close to getting back to the 2% target. I mean, 3% is good enough if you ask me, but I'm not the Federal Reserve. So they have a different opinion, obviously, and they may raise interest rates again just to put the nail in the coffin and say, yeah, yeah, we're sure it's dead. Did you put the steak through the heart? Yeah, yeah, we did that too. Did you chop its head off? Yeah, yeah, we did that too. Did you stuff some garlic in its mouth? Yeah, yeah, we did that too. Did you burn the body? Yeah, we got that too. Okay, everything's done. Inflation monster has been slain. This may be the Fed's thinking, but definitely that's something that can move the market a bit this week. So keep an eye on it. Largely, though, these things tend to get priced in by the market before it actually happens, although expect some price volatility on the day. If you were like, you know, trying to trade on leverage on the day, be careful. You might get rinsed out pretty damn easily. Now let's talk about Ripple XRP. The SEC has asserted that the Ripple XRP case was wrongfully decided. Isn't that every single loser of every single court case ever. The judge got it wrong. I was right. They were wrong. Okay. 
Anyway, they said they're going to probably appeal. They have not filed an appeal yet, to be clear. That may take some time for them to put the paperwork together, figure it out, decide if they actually want to waste another $100 million of taxpayer money fighting with Ripple. However, however, that could take years to play out. The appeal might take two, three, four years to play out in court. Think about the initial XRP case, the initial Ripple case. It took three years in court to play out. That's a damn long time in crypto land. So basically right now, we are working under the assumption that altcoins are not securities. If XRP is not a security, then Solana is not a security. Cardano is not a security. Maddox not a security. And all these other things are not securities. They're going to fall under the Commodities uh, and Futures Trading Commission. So they are going to be considered as commodities. Or potentially even we need a new definition for these digital assets. But regardless, between now and let's say two years from now, if we have a two-year appeal process, then all the altcoins are basically getting the green light to go, 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 go. That, again, aligns with 2025, the start of the next bear market. Maybe the SEC wins their appeal, and that creates chaos in the altcoin markets. And we enter the new vicious bear market as we see all of the leverage unwinding and things collapsing, gnashing of teeth and pulling of hair and all that fun kind of stuff that happens every few years in crypto. So the SEC has said they're going to appeal, of course, the ruling. But yes, it will be years before we get something definitive if they do actually put in the appeal. Even if they do appeal, though, I, I would like to point out, this is just I'm theorizing here. But even if they do put in an appeal, I want to make it clear, they might not even win. <laughs> right? They may not even win the appeal if they do put in an appeal. In fact, they probably won't. When there may be a new administration, a new SEC, the SEC may even withdraw their appeal if we have a new head at the SEC and a new administration. So there's so many variables that can play out over the next few years. And again, we see that crypto markets move so fast. Regulation doesn't, but crypto markets do. So what happens in a couple years' time is a very, very long time away. And there's a lot of money that can be made between now and whenever that happens. Now let's move on to the next topic. Elon Musk. What's he up to now? Well, he always seems to be up to some kind of malarkey, doesn't he? He has just renamed Twitter to X. So if you go to x.com, it actually redirects to Twitter. So we are now in the process of going through and having a big rebrand for Twitter. Now you might be thinking, okay, Lark, what's that have to do with my crypto bags? Well, it's got potentially a lot to do with your crypto bags. So let's get into this topic because Elon Musk's rebranding of Twitter to X fits in, in my opinion, with his stated goal of wanting to move Twitter to being a major payments app. He wants to make it sort of like the WeChat of the West. So if you're unfamiliar with WeChat, WeChat's like social media, but also a payments app that uh, exists in uh, East Asia. So very interesting if he does end up pulling this off because 
Twitter is kind of a big deal. It's not the number one social media app in the world, right? It's had we had Facebook pull off some kind of big crypto play that would have been bigger just because they have more users. Although the average Facebook users, are they that interested in crypto? It's hard to say. But anyway, Twitter definitely has a very active crypto community. So seeing Twitter's 450 million monthly active users suddenly be using a payments app, that's massive. If we start seeing, of course, options on Twitter to pay people back and forth, great. And Twitter may actually be bringing in a lot more people because they've enabled monetization for creators. So you might see more creators like Mr. Beast and all these really, really big creators that don't actually dedicate that much time to Twitter, starting to dedicate truckloads of time to Twitter because they want to get a piece of that sweet money payout pie. In fact, Elon has said that they're going to be going big into videos soon and that they're going to be paying creators 10% more than YouTube pays them. That means those creators are going to come over here and they're going to bring their audiences. So we might see 450 million monthly active users go up significantly if those people bring their people over. But even at the current numbers, if we see Twitter X now become a payments app, this is big implications, very big implications. And as Digital Asset Investor points out, crazy coincidence that we have the Ripple lawsuit going on for almost three years, then it gets a judgment making XRP payments legal in the USA, then Elon Musk goes live with X.com to change banking within two weeks of the ruling. This may have opened the door for Twitter to do what they want, for Elon Musk to do what he wants to do with Twitter, and he will make it a very profitable app, I'm sure. This may be the everything app. You're going to have all your social media, all your videos, all your uninformed opinions and memes and BS and ice cream gang gang videos and all the other kind of crazy that goes on on the internet, man, plus money, plus money. And it's not going to be just money. There will be a crypto component to this, which is why I want to discuss it with you, because we could see this going big time for cryptocurrency adoption. It could be the number one crypto app in the world very, very quickly. So Twitter has already got uh, money transmitter licenses in multiple states. So he's working to put it together, to put the pieces together here so that they can legally have an application that can offer payments like PayPal does. So you actually be able to have like a, a bank account linked to your Twitter account. Maybe you'll have a Twitter debit card in the future. And as we know, Elon Musk is a big fan of crypto coins. If he can do it, he will do it. We will see crypto come on. And look, we all just obsess about it, don't, don't we? And the thing with Elon, which is you know, one of the reasons why we like Elon, right? He's just, in a weird way, he's a billionaire, but he's kind of one of us. He's also just a complete freaking internet nerd obsessed with all things tech and also obsessed with crypto a little bit, a little bit. He does seem to have a certain affliction, we can say, for Dogecoin. So, for example, we saw Dogecoin uh, leap 3%, which is not a big move for Dogecoin with an Elon tweet related to it. But he shared some Scooby-Doo meme. People went, as usual, aped into Dogecoin because, oh, Elon's tweeting about Dogecoin again. We should go ape into it. That's a pretty small move. Though, comparatively to how big some of the moves have been in the past, 
Elon, of course, also changed the Twitter logo to the Dogecoin logo for a few days. Was that earlier this year or late last year? That was funny, right? But you see a funny story, but you have to think what's actually coming behind the funny story. And of course, Tesla still has hundreds of millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin. So the question then becomes, when Twitter, or now X, releases a payments application, what, if any, crypto coins will be integrated? Will we see the Bitcoin Lightning Network integrated? Jack Dorsey certainly wanted to see that become a reality, but he never was able to pull it off with the way he uh, had Twitter running at the time. Elon is running a much tighter ship. Elon might be more interested in putting these kind of things on because he's seen, for example, how successful Cash App has been in selling Bitcoin to their customers, seeing Dogecoin come in for tipping and payments. And I would imagine Twitter is going to integrate stuff like buy in app where you'll see people running ads for T-shirts and coffee and whatever. And you can just click buy and pay straight out of your Twitter app using Bitcoin or Dogecoin or, you know, probably a couple other top coins is probably going to be a Twitter coin at some point. Although when, if with the current SEC stuff, who knows, but maybe the XRP win, the Ripple win has given Twitter enough confidence to say, hey, let's act first. And if we screw up, then instead of asking for permission, we'll ask for forgiveness later on. Seems to be a little more of Elon's style, if you ask me. Now, I want to move into the conversation about getting rich as heck off of cryptocurrency investing. The time to get rich in this cycle that is brewing up is most likely now or now-ish. There's still a lot of potential for big macroeconomic events to derail the markets and to give potentially better entries later on. So keep that in mind, right? We might see a big U.S. recession, drag equity markets, and probably crypto markets right down along with it. We may not, or we may see a very mild version of that happen, but then it could be counteracted by Bitcoin ETF approvals. For example, Twitter coming out with a big payments app that utilizes crypto and creating massive new demands as tens of millions of users create crypto wallets. All these things are a possibility. But in my opinion, the time to get rich in crypto is most likely 2023, probably the first half of 2024. But what do I mean when I say this is the time to get rich in crypto? I'm not saying run out and YOLO your money into whatever the new pile of crap trending on social media is. I mean, people were, people were aping their, some guy, some guy, listen to this, because this is, this hurts almost. And I guess the guy probably had money, but still like what, what a big L some dude bought half a million dollars of hamster coin yesterday at the top before the team started rugging the tokens. Half a million, you have half a million dollars and you buy hamster coin, hamster coin in case you don't know. Uh, basically it was an underground hamster racing syndicate. You could gamble on the hamsters racing. Is it gambling? Is it animal abuse? I don't know. People do crazy stuff with their money. And I'm not talking about that stuff. What I'm talking about 
is that accumulating solid coins during this period, this will be the moment when you get the biggest gains out of a future bull run scenario. Let's look back for a moment, previous cycle. If you bought any time in 2019, you made money. If you bought the first half of 2020, you made money. Assuming, of course, you took profits later on. But there were a lot of opportunities to average into some pretty solid coins and even big cap stuff, low cap stuff, whatever, even Bitcoin. Bitcoin returned big gains. At the time of the Bitcoin having the price of Bitcoin was what, $8,000? So yeah, you got an 8x. Not the craziest gains, right? But still pretty damn good gains, if you ask me, buying from the time of the Bitcoin having moving forward. So people accumulating now are the ones who are going to make the big money. This is the time that the money is made in the market. And look, people are going to come in and they're going to buy when the prices are high. And some people will make money doing that. And that's okay. That's okay. We see that playing out. We see that play out every cycle. The people who are most likely to make money are the ones who can accumulate positions now and then wait and take profits when the prices get high. When we see the cycle taking off and things are getting crazy, yeah, there's still going to be money to be made. Fewer gains to be made on the big caps. We'll see new micro caps and small caps coming into the market. Those will make money. Uh, we'll see new narratives that'll pump like crazy overnight. Those will make money. So there's still going to be ways to make money, but this is probably one of the easiest times, quote unquote, not financial advice, do your own research. You guys know the deal. But in my opinion, accumulating during this, well, accumulation period, during the exit from the worst of the bear market, we hope, obviously, uh, moving into a new cycle, that becomes a very attractive time to accumulate positions to sell later on. And of course, most of the market will do the absolute opposite. So if you're here, you're listening to this conversation, understand this, that most people will only buy high and sell low. That's what most of the market does. And unfortunately, this is a natural function of the market and a reality that a lot of people get caught up in. But if you're here listening to this conversation now, you have the chance to buy low and sell high. Not everybody can buy low and sell high. It doesn't work like that. Markets are a player versus player scenario. It's rough out here. If you're here buying low, you will sell high to the class of 2024-25. That's just how it works. They're going to come in. They're going to buy high. They're going to sell low. You don't want that to be you. You don't want to be the guy buying high and selling low. You want to be the guy buying low and selling high. This is where the money actually gets made in the market. Because here's the thing, the 2023 crypto buyers, if you're smart, you will be the 2025 sellers. And the 2025 buyers, the people buying at FOMO, people buying when Coinbase is number one in the app store and we see all these other indicators starting to come out, they're going to be the ones that are going to be the exit liquidity for everybody listening to this conversation right now. And that's just how it is. Markets are brutal. Markets are brutal. But this is the reality of markets. The first group, the 2023 crypto buyers, the ones selling in 2025, 
they're going to make millions. The second group, the 2025 crypto buyers, oh, there will be people in 2025 who come into crypto for the first time ever, and they're going to ape into some random coin and make life-changing money overnight. I celebrate those people in their luck. Most people who buy when the market's hot are going to lose money. They'll be the 2026 sellers capitulate at minus 90% losses. And the cycle will repeat itself again. We'll hopefully have some people from the class of 2025 who will stick around during the next bear market. And they'll learn this lesson and they'll be the sellers of, you know, 2029, whenever that comes around. Happens every time. These are the cycles in the market. You either learn them or you be a victim of them, apparently, again and again and again. Now, we're at a very interesting time in the markets as well because we are at a period where if you buy solid coins, you know, coins that have some kind of traction, they have some kind of strong development behind them, good communities, all these sort of things. This is your chain link, your avalanche, your MakerDAO, your Solana, your Cardano, these kind of coins. Accumulating those now has the potential to return 10, 20, even potentially larger X returns, a 10 or 20 X return in two years. Cause that's what we're talking about between now and a likely market top. We're actually probably looking at less than two years at this point. Again, my opinion, but we're probably looking at less than two years before the next market peak. So buying some of these coins now, if in two years time you can 10 or 20 X your money, yo, yo, come on, man. Come on, come on. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Because really, this is the potential for these coins. And people are going to lose it all gambling on hamster coin, man. They are. You don't have to overthink things. People will get way too obsessed with trying to make money overnight right now. And if you could understand that you have a high chance of making it, making millions of dollars between now and two years from now, if you position yourself right, if you hustle hard to get positioned, to get the money in the market. And of course, there's no guarantees of return. You might lose all your money too. Keep that in mind. But if you do it right, you have a good chance of making a lot of money in this market. So try not to lose it all to uh, gambling on the coin of the week. If you are not signed up to the newsletter yet. You gotta check it out. It is the best newsletter in crypto. Join our 75,000 weekly readers and start reading Wealth Mastery. This is a crypto investor report. We send it straight to your inbox three times per week. We talk about altcoins. We talk about DeFi. We talk about overpriced JPEGs, right? Our good old NFTs. We talk about DeFi. We talk about the market moving news, the altcoin alpha that you need to know as a cryptocurrency investor to find those early opportunities in the market and to stay up to date with the money moving trends in this market. Best part is you can sign up for free for free. Check it out using the link in the description. Also, I want to point out we are doing regular altcoin reports. Check out this one uh, from Jesse who brought out a, a report on Radiant Capital. And this is a new money market on the Arbitrum network. I've talked a little bit about this. We've talked about in the newsletter. I've done a DeFi 
tutorial on this in the newsletter. We've, of course, been keeping up to date with it because it's been a trending protocol. And Binance just dropped $10 million into Radiant Capital. So here's the report on what Radiant is, what they do. Check it out. If you want to know more information about this, we do an altcoin report, an altcoin deep dive like this every single week with a no BS review on these coins. We're not here to fluff any any coins up. If we think a coin is trash, we tell you, we think it's trash. Doesn't mean trash can't pump. Trash trash does pump sometimes. But still, it's a it's a no holds barred review of these altcoins. So lots of value in the wealth mastery newsletter reports. Check it out. If not subscribed yet, of course. Now this is an interesting chart shared by El Crypto Prof. This shows that the entire altcoin market, so this is the total market cap excluding Bitcoin. So this is Ethereum and every single coin below it. He points out, the market has given people long enough to buy altcoins cheaply. That will soon come to an end in his opinion. Why? Because the total two, which is what this chart is called, the total two, has broken out of a falling wedge that has been in the making for two and a half years. Altcoins are currently above the 21-week exponential moving average, the 200-week simple moving average, and the 200-week uh, MA as well. So very, 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 very interesting. Very interesting. That's not to say we're going to have like super mega altcoin season coming to a market near you next week. No, 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 no. What it means is that we are starting a new cycle for altcoins. If this pattern plays out, of course, it's just a chart pattern after all. It's not a crystal ball, but it's very interesting. Price of all altcoins currently moving above most major trend lines that traders track in the market, coming down out of this big falling wedge. It's cyclical. We see the market go through this, and to see a big altcoin move coming in, well, it's going to come. It's going to come. And people always say it's not going to come. You go to the comment section of your average sort of comment on Twitter or a YouTube video. Oh, altcoins are going to be dead. They're never going to come back. And some altcoins are dead and some altcoins are not going to come back. We are already seeing this. I've seen quite a few altcoins who are pulling all kinds of shenanigans recently. I saw a few that are doing like treasury buybacks, but the team owns 80% of the coins. So they're basically buying back their own using their own coins for the buyback to basically raid the treasuries on chain and take all the money for themselves. <clears throat> That's just the tip of the shenanigans. We see all kinds of crazy happening in the crypto space, guys. But then again, we're going to see solid coins like Chainlink. Look at Chainlink's CCIP release recently. Man, oh man, what a big story. What a big catalyst for Chainlink moving forward. That's a coin that has potential 10, 20x at the peak of the next cycle, maybe more. Not giving out price predictions, of course, not financial advice, all that stuff. But you guys, you guys know all this stuff already, of course. The market now is at the stage that can allow best investors to basically go from being broke to making life-changing money within the next two years. So don't mess it up, but you have to work for it. You have to work for it. This is the thing. It's not going to be handed to you on a silver platter. Right now, there are airdrops out there that you can chase that are going to be worth tens of thousands of dollars at the peak of the next 
cycle. There are test nets that you can participate in for free. There were tens of thousands of dollars at the peak of the next cycle. There are coins that you can be staking. You're going to get 5, 10, 15% more of those coins if you're staking between now and the peak of the next market that are going to amplify your gains. There are DeFi farms out there that you can be sticking money into to get some seriously solid yields on your big coins, your Ethereum and stuff like that. And it's going to make big stuff. And you don't even have to do any of that stuff. You can just buy some top coins, go out and buy some Bitcoin, some Ethereum, some, some Chainlink and some Avalanche and some Cardano, whatever your coins are, whatever your coins are, and just sit on them and wait for that 1020X to come in. You don't have to overcomplicate it sometimes. Now, my general thought process, as I've shared a few times here, is that in 2023, we could see the price for Bitcoin rally as high as $48,000. A few months left for that still to happen. We shall see if that happens or not. That would largely line up with Fibonacci levels as well as uh, previous market cycle rally points coming about 30% away from the previous all-time high, as we've seen in the previous two uh, bull market and bear market cycles. 48K would be an interesting area. If it does happen, for example, on the rally around a Bitcoin ETF approval. Could see that. Pre-having pullback, maybe as low as 30K, which a lot of people wouldn't want to accept because at the time that we hit 48K, it's going to be new all-time highs soon. BlackRock's coming in, new paradigm of money kind of vibes. Then we realize, well, it's not going to happen overnight. Then we get a pre-having pullback. Again, it's just my opinion. We'll see, of course, what actually plays out. Just this is the kind of opinion that I'm working on with my market analysis at the moment, how I'm positioning myself personally in the market based on what I'm seeing right now in the markets. So pre-having, maybe we go back down as low as 30K. Late 2024, post-Bitcoin halving, that's when we see a new high price come in, not a new all-time high Pico Pico price, just a new high price, 70K, 71K, whatever it might be. Then maybe December 2024, Q1, Q2, 2025, we see markets peaking. Bitcoin goes up to 150,000, maybe 180,000. Uh, the Pi cycle top indicator clicks off. Coinbase is number one. We see uh, after Bitcoin peaks, we probably have two to three weeks to see a massive altcoin rally. And at that point, you either exit all markets or you become next bear markets bag holders. Just how it works. I don't make the rules, guys. I'm just telling you how the rules work in the market. That's all. Now, I want you to check out this chart as well. I quite like this one. This is from CryptoCon. Uh, this is a chart of the log MACD cycle showing how market cycles play out for Bitcoin. So we can see here Bitcoin continues to follow the LMACD cycle near perfect, but we still have yet to even reach the halfway point or a cycle mid top, which is where, of course, this purple circle is indicating. And that gives credence to my idea around the $48,000 Bitcoin potential for later this year. Then we, of course, have to, based on this, well, where do we potentially get the new high at if we assume that we have a the LMACD continuing to put in these lower peaks as the cycles move on, <clears throat> then where are we looking at for potential peak? Well, based on this model, that gives us September 2024 to March 2025 is when we could see that new high price coming in for Bitcoin, shortly followed then thereafter by massive altcoin rallies. 
I like this as well. This is from uh, Coinbase Exec Issues Global Game Changing Prediction Amid XRP Led Bitcoin Ethereum Crypto Price Surge. 8 billion people on chain. That's the goal. That's the goal. He says we have less than 10 million people on chain today. They're going to be 8 billion people on chain over the next decade. And that hits back to my core thesis on crypto. Look, there's lots of cycles we go through. And there's lots of ways to swing and make money during those cycles. And you can take it big cycle, looking at, okay, I'm going to just buy in bear markets, sell in the top of the bull markets, hopefully, right? I'm going to swing, day trade, whatever it might be. There's lots of things you can do to make money. You can make it slow. You can try to make it fast. Usually making it slow has a higher chance of making it versus trying to make it fast, which has a lower chance of actually succeeding. But I digress. The reality is right now, crypto is still a baby. We are, though, heading very quickly by the end of this decade to a situation where we are literally going to have billions, billions of people using cryptocurrency products. And key technology like account abstraction is going to be what is going to get us there. We're going to have applications that come out over the next few years and be so big and so popular, games and financial applications, whatever it might be, that people are going to use on a day-to-day -day basis and they're not even going to know they're using crypto, just like you don't know you're using TCIP uh, when you're using the internet. This is where we're heading. We're heading to mass adoption for cryptocurrencies, and we are far away from that reality yet. But this is the financial layer of the internet. The bigger thesis beyond just this cycle, looking ahead to the end of the decade, looking into the next decade, crypto is going to be bigger than a lot of people have any idea about. A few people see it. A few people see the potential. Some of you listening might be those people. Because the investors long-term in this space, it only gets better. The longer you're in crypto, the more you learn, the more you understand it, the more you understand the value proposition and what's actually being created. And look, there's going to be a day. I don't know when that day is, but there will be a day that comes when the markets get damn boring and we become the new S&P 500. And there's not the big gains to be made anymore. Right now, we're in a very interesting time where frog coins make overnight millionaires and where people are doing illegal underground hamster racing on chain and where we're in a world where BlackRock doesn't even have a Bitcoin ETF yet. That's the world we're in right now.